Welcome to West Virginia Commonplace. Today I got a special guest, Gabriel Toll. He's a musician out of South Carolina. Um, he has his own production company, G Vibe. Uh, he's a very talented musician. Um, and to get the show started, I'm going to have him play a little something and then we're going to dive in with him and get to know him a little bit more and uh, let y'all guys experience the music. So go ahead. So I have Mr. Gabriel Toll with me out of South Carolina. So first thing, let's do this. Where did you get your inspiration for your sound? Um, recently, uh, I've been listening to a lot of BB um, King, a lot of uh, this this band called uh, Chicano Batman out of uh, California. Just like a lot of uh, different sounds in there. Okay, now let's do this uh, so we can get the full rap on you. Tell your story, where you're from. How you got into music? Uh, what drove you to get into music? Um, when I was first getting into music, um, I was about probably in, in uh, elementary school. Um, we had like a lot of um, classes that had just different instruments shown to the kids, like harps and like um, different uh, percussive things. And I just like to just learn how, how they sound and just how to play them. And then ever since then, I just learned more and more instruments after that. Um, I got into uh, guitar uh, pretty young. My dad got me a guitar, um, and then I got into drums after that. And then I finally ended up in orchestra by the time I was in sixth grade. Um, I was doing that all, all throughout uh, middle and high school, playing the cello. Um, I learned piano later on and then picked uh, the guitar back up. And now I'm, I'm heavy with the guitar, a little bit of the piano, and no longer orchestra. Um, I just I just love uh, listening to different artists and how they can put their their feelings through their music, and it's it's um, you can you can uh, kind of like uh, communicate um, through your through your instrument to your audience. So okay, I like, I like that answer right there. Now with doing music, uh, it, it's hard to make a living at that. So uh, you got your normal day job. Uh, how do you find time to, to bridge everything over, like between doing music and then, you know, going to work? How do you have that fine time to do that and still keep your peace of mind? Is it the music kind of, it's like a self-help, self-care type deal while you're doing it? Explain to us how you handle all this. Yeah, right. And like you were saying, the, the music really is a kind of like peace, kind of like a meditation when you, when you do music all you think about is in the moment like what you're currently doing and it's a it's a good release but also um you can always you know test yourself and always try to learn new things and and just uh switch your sound up you can always find um different ways to play the same thing okay sure. okay i like that one too once again now 
with dealing with this music, there's another side of you too. You're you're a producer. You make beats. You actually make music. Let's not say beats because I find that a little derogatory. You actually make music. You use live instruments. Um, tell us like your first experience making like putting music together like that. Um, yeah, it was very very weird. I used this DAW called Reason. I'm on the uh, ten. Um, it's it's uh, just like basically live instrumentation. You can connect the cables and stuff. Um, you can you can see what your actual hardware looks like in the DAW, which is kind of cool. And um, basically, my first time doing it, um, I just opened up everything, listened to all the sounds, every instrument, saw which one sounded more realistic, or like if I could edit it to be more realistic, because. From the from the start, I just love um, just playing raw sounds, but now I do a lot more synth and all that stuff. But it was it was a, a very long process. It took about two or two or three weeks to even get a like a, a bass sound off, and then after that, it was editing and more editing. And I'm currently still editing it, you know, like like a year or so later, just to just see what I could do to it. All right, so you you get a, you get uh, everything together, you got your tools, uh, and when I say tools, audience, I mean like he's got his computer, he's got everything he needs to uh, get his sounds properly sounded, or uh, he's he's more into uh, audio affiliate to me, so he could give proper terms when it comes to actually what the sound should sound like. Um, how did you like decide like when you got on your very first, like you get your first piece of music done? We want, like I said, we're not gonna call it a beat because I feel that's derogatory. Um, when you composed your first bit of music what did you name it and how did it turn out for you like what, what's the name of it and where can somebody find that like um my very first beat i called it your demise and um i don't know why i got the name for that um i liked just how it, it was sounding and i'm not even good with naming beats i just just kind of thought it was just like a cool name um and then um i i put that on SoundCloud, I currently have that SoundCloud. Um, G5 Productions, it's the same thing for uh, YouTube as well. It's a space in between G5 and Productions. Um, my Instagram is uh, Gabe Space Toll, and um, I post on there a lot. YouTube, I do once a week, and I try to do a live performance about once a month on there too. And uh, Beats. I currently have about 50 in my catalog, and I'm trying to do 50 more currently um, to release for next year. Okay, yeah. I, I like the idea of that, but um, one thing I do need you to do for the audience, though, we need you to get out there on Snapchat with, with the music, because you can put it on a Snap Map in different places. It's always good ways right. to uh, integrate things, so definitely do that. And then we need you, because you said you got an Instagram, we need you to get on IG Live sometime. Get on there. People's going to listen to you, you know. Yeah. Um, not necessarily after this podcast, but just in general, they'll listen to you. So definitely get on. If you got a chance once in a while, if you got a Saturday free or something, jump on Instagram Live. Um, and he is in the Eastern Standard uh, Time Zone. So anybody on the West Coast or Central or Mountain Time or anything extra, just pay attention to his IG page. And um, the cool thing I like that you did there, you plugged uh, what you got going on. Because inside of a podcast, a lot of times, uh, people skip to certain points. So it's always good to get get it out first. We'll do it in the middle and do it. We'll do it at the end. So, um, and starting your own production company, like what made you jump from like I just want to play music to I want to 
capture music, like so compose it, and I want to have ownership of music. Because so many people, there's so many producers that make beats and then they end up just getting swallowed by SoundCloud or wherever they put them. Yeah. Um, what made you want to do that and how are you keeping your beats and everything secure? Um, whenever I, I first started doing it, um, I, I put it on SoundCloud and you know I didn't get too much traction. Uh, I had to um, promote a lot on Instagram and I had to just uh, look around to see what to do. And, and now I, I actually um, promote it on this site called BeatStars and I um, do other sites like Audio Mac because they have people that intentionally look for, for beats and stuff. So I kind of look at my at my feedback on there. I do licensing deals. Um, you can license my, my beats for anything that you want. And I also do um, custom. Um, nobody has, has really hit me up for the, for the custom projects, but I can take my current music or just take what you want me to make and then give you something like saucy back in return and you can let me know what I can do to it. I can edit it even further. And um, I just think that the potential for that is uh, limitless and and I um, can, can add in live instrumentation too. So it wouldn't just be like a regular beat, it would, it would be live sound and, and with that too. Okay, okay. Now, you're making these beats in, uh, or as you say beats, you're making this music, you're composing this music. Um, how do you decide how to how to genre base your music? Or do you just flat out just make music and hope it fits into a certain deal? Because you know sometimes people want like a, it, it's so many sounds out there, so many subgenres. Like I'm an 80s synth type guy and I like an a 80 R&B sound no matter what I'm listening to. That's just my sound because that was my period. So how do you um, touch each ear, each uh, like just subgroups. How do you handle just making music in general like that? Because like you know you got certain people like now. Um, I believe uh, I'm not saying that music has gotten ignorant when it comes to rap or anything like that. But I'll use that as an example. Everything's kind of like a drill or a cadence now. Right. So how do you in this world like make the, like the music like you made? And um, at the end of the show, guys, he will provide us with a little sound that um, that'll be in here so that you guys can hear it. Um, so you'll understand how this sound is. Um, so how do you do that? Okay. Um, whenever I think about um, like how my sound is, it's it's always a dilemma for me because um, I just make music. I don't I don't put it myself inside of a box, which is the issue. Is that you know most people choose that genre. They stick with it and you know they might uh, venture out later on in their careers but that can make or break their careers and and for me I never wanted to stick with the genre but currently I do like blues but um, when I make my, my beats in particular there is no set genre I have been trying to like touch every one of them in a in a in a way um, in between all of my beats um, and I've just been trying to trying to figure out what I like the most right now. Uh, definitely the guitar sounds. Um, they're like a psychedelic type sounds. I really lean towards mostly. So I'm just um, sticking with my my guns right now, and I always listen back to my old stuff so I can like put you know what what makes sense and what I like to listen to back into my new stuff too. All right, now some of the stuff that I listen to. Um, 
one beat that I listened to of yours, I don't remember exactly the name of it, but we were just listening to it on the go. Um, it had a Jimmy Jam Terry Lewis sound to it. So they like that Minnesota, that Prince type vibe. You do got a beat that sounds like that. So do you like go back and listen to classic? Well, we won't call it classic, but like um, the Golden Age of R and B. Like, do you listen to like stuff like that? Jimmy Jam, Terry Lewis, Teddy Riley. Do you have any influences there? And also, what about your rock influences? Like, who you play a guitar? And I know that I've listened to some of the stuff that you listen to. So you have an eclectic sound and an eccentric sound at the same time. Um, who are some of your inspirations on those type of levels? Because the thing here is when you're doing a podcast, um, you don't know this, but you're influencing someone else. There's a little Gabe, there's a little Gabby that's sitting somewhere that wants to do this sometime in life. So um, tell them about some of your people that inspired you because a lot of people, you know, they're, they're deaf to this generation. Yeah. All they know is SoundCloud and they know what is prescribed to them by Spotify or Pandora, they actually don't really listen to, they're, they're programmed to listen. They're not evolved enough to listen to all kinds of different things. So tell them a few of your influences and stuff like that. Um, even you can go into the blues like B.B. King, such and such. Just give a few, I'm not saying necessarily you have to name drop everybody, but give a few influences. And even if you got a family member or somebody that plays that had a sound, let them know real fast. Okay, um, I have a lot going through my head right now. Um, New Age. I know people love Steve Lacey, and um, let's go back. Um, I know that R&B for sure, my, my beat influence was Ryan Lewis. Um, growing up, um, a lot of uh, Brian McKnight, Usher, Neo, all of those cats. And um, back to New Age, um, uh, his, his, his name forgets me right now. Um, yeah, let's just say Frank Ocean, because I definitely love Frank. Okay, and, and different um, sound, different sound. <laughs> I appreciate that. And um, rock, I love classical rock. Um, let's say uh, U2, let's say um, the Red Eye Chili Peppers. I love some like nice, smooth, um, even like Black Sabbath. I love some, some, some hard stuff too, yeah, definitely. Um, what else? Classical. But none of that hair band rock, right? None, none of that. None hair of that band white snake. <laughs> none of that yeah, white snake. I'll give, I'll give Green Day a shout out. Everybody loves them. Okay, um, so no Blink One Eighty Two or nothing like that. Nah, no nah. Blink One Eighty Two. I, I'm not gonna lie. My uh, dad and me do love Pink, and um, I, I do like Party at the Disco. So, so there's, there's those. <laughs> okay, okay, right. and that's a different sound. Though. That's like a, that's a really different sound. All right, so. You're out here, you're producing um, this music on YouTube, or you're playing it and stuff like that. Um, and you have to understand, we always uh, pay attention to the mental health aspect of this. How do you have the confidence to actually like get out there and do that? Because you know it takes a lot of fortitude to like make music like that. And the reason I'm asking you this question is because there's a youth out there that plays a guitar, sits in a corner in their house, and they, they don't put it out there for people to see because they're afraid of the criticism and all that other stuff. So we'll, we'll, we'll make this a two-part question. You got How did you get the fortitude to do that? And how do you handle the criticism? Um, as, as far as criticism goes, I haven't been seeing too many people um, that, that don't like what I'm doing. I, I, I have a lot of support in uh, doing it. Um, a lot of family, a lot of friend support. And how did I get the mental fortitude is a, is a great question. Um, 
uh, it's it's been a, a rough year, you know, for everybody and for me, including. And I just felt like, you know, there had to be a, a, a change in my life. Like, I, I can't just be, you know, one of those kids in the in the corner playing something that, you know, nobody will ever hear. And I feel the same way about my, my beats. Like, it took me a minute before I even posted my beats or let anybody else hear them. And the, and the thing is, you just have to just do it. You know, like uh, like he says, it's it's hard for anybody to grasp the fact that just, just just posting that first beat or that first video will be the first step into your your path, and you can keep doing something over and over again and get better over time. And you have to be patient. Patience is the key to everything. If you keep doing it in, in repetition, then you will see your your goals come true in small increments and you just got to be patient okay that response right there like that that'll that right there is gonna like help a kid that's gonna that's gonna help an adult that's gonna help an elderly person that just wants to come out they shell and do music like so um with this youtube how do you feel like how do you feel about being a social media influencer um i, I say this so much because I, I do a lot of podcasts with people and people don't believe that there's a multitude of social media influencers I can give you an example we, we got a friend named Jose Jose uh, can get on his phone and like something and just because he likes it because he's an influence to his people that makes him a social media influencer so when you're playing music and you got different things going on like you don't know that you're being an influence on somebody so like how does that make you feel like knowing that because at the end of the day when you're doing this influence like people watch you you're under the scope not like well, I'm not saying on a celebrity status, but I'm just saying in general, like your community and people. Like, how do you feel about being a social media influencer? Yeah, um, like you said, my community um, does watch me, and they they do show support. And what I feel like the influencing, I I just want to keep everything moral. I want to show like my true self, and I want to show that you know anybody can go out there try it, and you know make it in due time and um i just keep it real i always talk about stuff that i think hard about like i'm 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 very thoughtful in the sense that i go over my words before i, I say them so many times because you know i do want to you know pr portray the right um aspect of, of what i want to get out of this music and what i want other people to get out of my music Okay, so then you agree with this uh, this term that uh, it's better to to be a little reserved than to be someone that you make you don't want to make a persona. You want to be reserved. You don't want to be a person that makes a character yourself that you gotta uphold in front of people and it not be the true you. Is that correct? Yes. Okay, so I got you there. Now let me ask you this: um, someone that I listen to a lot because I'm I'm in love with her music right now. Do you listen to her? Her. Yeah, H E R. Yeah, I heard of her before. Yeah, uh, whatever she's got going on, your sound reminds me of, like, how she genre jumps. Yeah. Your sound reminds me of her so much. Um, and uh, my next question, like, this is, like, the Barbara Walters question. Like, this is serious, like, because we do a little 2020-type deal, Barbara Walters, Diane Sawyer, without the John Stossel, because he was the comedian. So, since you're committed to this music, and you're committed to making these beats, um, what's the next step? Yeah, my next step for sure is um, trying to get into either a band or get into a, a more live concert setting. I want to definitely play for a lot more uh, groups of people in, in different settings. 
I want to take my beats to the next level and, and start to collaborate with more artists. Um, I, I just I just want to get out there. I love traveling, and um, I have a lot to show the world. So I just feel like me doing this internet thing is a, is a great start for anybody who is from a, a, a small town like me. And, you know, it's the best way to get your confidence built up. But, you know, you still have to go out and meet people. You still have to do the networking, the groundwork. You know, you can't just do everything online. But a lot a lot of successful people do nowadays. Okay. Now, um, I'll give you this, and this is just something that we didn't discuss. Um, I do have a cousin that is a, uh, a R&B singer. Like, he's really decent. And... Uh, uh, his name's Devonte. He's been on quite a few episodes with me. At some point, I hope to get you back on. We'll do a little round table, maybe uh, uh, in the next few weeks or so, if you don't mind. And um, like with what you got going on, I, I see like with your your sound, it's gonna pick up. Uh, and the thing with COVID nineteen, probably necessarily uh, in your part about getting a band, it'd probably be a little hard until COVID nineteen's over. Mm -hmm. So you could you'll probably be doing a little Zoom band here and there, correct? Yeah. And get, getting your thing out there, and then um, my other question is: Are you going to um, pick up the social media and do this juggernaut that everybody does, TikTok? You know, I was I was fighting it for a while. I'm an old head for sure. I don't like to, you know, stick with the times. I always, you know, watch the watch what's going on, but I always try to like actually like put some like resistance against it but for sure I'm gonna get into TikTok I just wanted to make sure uh, YouTube was, was was being more consistent and um, I'm gonna get into TikTok for sure next year next year yeah. okay and I like that because you know we only got a few months left in this year and I'll tell you this thing about TikTok and um, for my listeners uh, y'all know how I feel about this I jumped on TikTok and I look at the results I look how it's going to carry over I do my best advertisements and get my stuff out there better through Instagram. For some reason, people scroll and, you know, you act at that link tree in your bio. I can get more accomplished with that and I, just with Snapchat and Facebook a little bit here and there. But I always treat the social medias like this. Facebook is like Walmart. Everybody is allowed in there. Target is Instagram. Everybody's allowed in Target, but not everybody comes in there. You know, some people just avoid Target all they like. Right. Um, I treat Snapchat like Best Buy. You only come into Best Buy for a specialty, you know? And then this TikTok deal, I treat that like your local grocery store or convenience store. Everybody's in there. Everybody is, like, I did a video with some random sound and a logo, and it got, like, 3,000 views like that. And when I looked to see where it translated over to me, it only really brought me 30 extra people listening to my podcast. So I was like, do I, is there something I can do over there? Like, I'm not going to get on there and dance or anything like that. I know you're like me. I'm not going <laughs> to shuck and job for some people to be involved with me. So what, what, what would be your take on TikTok? Or would you play music on there? Um, for sure. Um, I'm getting into a lot more um, shooting videos. And, you know, I, I do also um, other things on my Instagram you can check out. But... As far as uh, music goes, I'm, I'm getting into more of my action shots. I'm on a, a GoPro, so um, I'm definitely watching everything. And I would do kind of like um, what they would would do on Instagram with those quick little uh, five to ten second 
you know, videos and for and for music that's that's as bold if you can hook somebody in with like a little riff because um even if it's like twenty, thirty seconds because um kids, you know, they don't have as much as um and like um power to just watch for more than like a few seconds. That like, attention like, span is kinda you know, kind of wanna yeah, they wanna just look at somebody who looks cool for those couple of seconds, even if it's not even sounding that good, if they if they dressed cool and they're in a nice setting and you know, so I am focused on on my setting and my and my angles and everything so I can, you know, at least get that aspect of it before, you know, I'm I'm trying to just suck them in with the with the uh, sounds that I'm playing. Okay. Now with the Instagram thing, I always like to throw this out there to people. You know IGTV's big. So you can get out there, like, I, I tell people, like, I love YouTube to death. YouTube, a lot of people jump on it. Twitch for gaming. YouTube was for gaming for a little bit. And YouTube's definitely for the music. But that IGTV, and the, like, I'm not getting sponsored by Instagram, so let's cut that out there real quick, because people always ask who's, who's sponsor missing that. We're not talking about anything like that. But IGTV, I think that you could use that um, as a bigger platform, because you, like you said, you could do the quick video, and then you could put a full length out there whatever you want it's on IGTV plug right. it from the page and roll with that is that something that, that you've been thinking about also or yeah yeah correct yeah I want to just drive all the feedback to YouTube or my you know beat stars so I can get more click through right there but the Instagram would be just a little teaser like you were talking about right and then like I said once again in that bio that link tree throws everybody everywhere because uh, the thing about any part of social media YouTube whatever it's that link that they get. That's where people uh, pass it along. Other people copy the link, send it to this point. So you got the networking down pack. So after you get this music out, you get a little bit popular. Is there going to be a docu-series? Or are you going to write a book? Or are you at this moment going to like film something to show? We don't. I'm not going to call it a struggle, but you're going to show like how you started here and made your way here. Are you doing something like that? Or? Yeah, yeah, I'm definitely using the YouTube, just starting out. You know, you have to start somewhere. So when I put my first video, it might not be, you know, number one on the charts. But, you know, over time, my YouTube will be uh, set in stone of basically me starting, having the confidence to do this. And, you know, wherever I end up at, you know, I'll just keep recording and keep playing showing my, my progress of what I'm what I'm uh, working on currently or what I'm or how uh, proficient I am at the guitar now or you know or or whatever that I'm doing so um, hopefully uh, it'll it'll be something worth it in the long run but I I definitely have the confidence and the and the drive right now to keep going okay 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 now let's do this real quick all right, we do a little funny spot on my show. Like, it's like something that you got to give back to us because we gave you a show, uh, the audience did, so now you got to give back to them. What is a secret about you or a hidden talent that you have that no one knows? This right here, let me give you an example. I have a rapper named Drop Top Dre, and I'm going to drop his name on here. He's one of my guests uh, prior. Uh, he can solve an Rubik's Cube in 40 seconds. I don't know what he can do, how he has that kind of brain power, because with that, I would be able to solve one of the world's problems if my mind functioned that heavily. So what is it? What is a secret you got or a hidden talent that nobody knows? 
Um, I'm I'm really good at uh, forcing myself to do really uh, extreme things. So, for example, like like running, I can force myself to run over ten miles nonstop. Probably I'll be I'll be you know passed out for a little bit after that, but I can I can basically force my my mind to do things that my body don't want to do. Okay, okay. So you got strong mental control, good mm -hmm. mental awareness, and that's one thing too. Like that we uh, talk about on the show. Um, I, I commend you because, like I said, uh, it, it's not that much of an age gap between us, but it's so hard with so many people producing so much stuff. Like twenty years ago. If you were producing any type of content, it wasn't on the scale that it is now. You know, next six months from now, you could be the hottest. You could be the next. Uh, uh, I'm sorry that I lost it. You could be the next dream. I'm gonna use him because, as a production, I like what the dream did in his little run when he mm -hmm. was on top. You know, from this generation that they would know. Um, I was trying to. I was thinking about Hitmaker, but Hitmaker was a rapper before he, yeah, yeah before he uh, turned it over and got a few beats here and there. Um, so in closing, I want to thank you for coming on West Virginia Uncommonplace. But what I want to ask you here is, um, what advice do you give to the youth? You plugged in a little bit, and I got you to run a scenario. But what do you tell the youth about music? Encourage them to keep it going because now everybody has such a flat sound. Um, I don't disrespect mumble rap or any of that SoundCloud rap, but I feel like certain elements are gone from the actual music. You know, yeah, it's a beat sometimes that's uh, really extravagant and stuff like that. Like, you know, I grew up with Just Blaze when it comes to hip-hop. Like, beats that carry on, but now it's just very simplistic. What do you tell the youth about music and how they should preserve what we have prior and keep that going, you know, into the future? What do you tell them to do? How do you tell them to keep that music going? Um, there's, there's nothing wrong with being simple because a lot of the simple, you know, beats go a long way. Simple music goes like a very long way. But for me personally, um, stop listening to music. Just don't listen to music for a while, you know. Just talk to yourself. Get in your own brain. Figure figure yourself out. Figure out what you like to to hear. Cause you can always listen to music and like how it sounds, because it's 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 you know made to sound that way. But once you cut that out, and you're and you're just you know listening to like nature, and you and you're like okay, um, right now I wouldn't mind hearing this or hearing that. And then you just start to just make different um, uh, variations. And like for me on the way. Uh, driving or something, I'll just hear something in my head, hum it, and then do like a little voice memo real quick, just just because I know that I could I, I could use that later, right? But for other people, it might not be that that simple. Um, they might have to have influences, and for that, I would say listen to the older music, listen to the people that you like, listen to who they're influencing, and who their influencers were, and. and and then you'll kind of see like where the that sound tracks back to, and you can find out through like instrumentals without vocals, or if you're like like a vocalist, listen to just the vocals so you can hear their character or tim timbre, which is color, so you can hear the the color of how they're how they're playing it or singing it, and that'll make it to where you understand like 
um, the the nuances behind how each artist is different in that sense. Okay, and that was well rounded. Um, is there anybody you want to give a special shout out to, like that helped you along the way? A mom, uncle, cousin, stepsister, somebody. Yeah, my uh, mom for sure. My dad and uh, Midlands Audio Institute for sure. Uh, Blythewood Middle School, Ridgeview, um, definitely helped me a lot. Um, Sand Lapper uh, Elementary, uh, South Carolina is a um, cool, cool place for music. They uh, really have like a lot of cool things going on for sure. Um, Yep, that's it for me. Okay, all right. Thank you very much. And once again, thank you for coming on West Virginia and Commonplace. And the cool thing that happens with this is every episode turns into a part two. Because the greatest thing in life is you evolve. So if you evolve in, like I said, the music sits here at one level. We'll call it the plateau today, okay? But you break that plateau, you're going to break through a glass ceiling. You're going to uh, elevate to uh, the highest peak on that mountain. And you're going to stay up there. Ain't no fall in action. It's nothing but rise in action until you get to the highest point that you can get to. And then you keep yourself there. You attain the uh, personal wealth you want. And um, when I tell people this, when I say personal wealth, I'm saying, like, what's going to make you feel good at the end of the day with what you do? Like, for me, for an example, my success is only driven on I don't care about how many people I got listening. I don't care about how much money I make. I care about the group of people that come back every week to hear. Those are, that's all I wanted to do was just to make sure that even if I only got two plays from someone, that somebody came back to me. So with you, I hope that the that the music generates you a great uh, sense of uh, popularity inside yourself, not with other people, but like makes you uh, like have a strong gratitude yeah. um, for what you do, um, and that you keep your craft going. You never go dormant. We got too many volcanoes in the world. Um, my greatest example in that, and I'll leave it at this, is Scott Starch. Oh, definitely. Scott yeah. Starch, one of the best producers on earth, but do you hear him? No, not at all. So next episode we get can get you together with us. Uh, I gladly appreciate it. And once again, thank you for coming on West Virginia Uncommonplace, signing off.